The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformational Healing, with your host, Dr. Bonnie Morrow. There are a variety of techniques for hands-on healing that can help you move closer to your vision of good health. In our program, we discuss both the business and science of dealing with different aspects of the healthy community with specialists in various energy practices. Now, here is Dr. Bonnie Morrow. Hi. Welcome to Transformational Healing. We're so glad you're here today. As my mother's sign in her kitchen said, Hello, friends. We're so glad that you came. Today we are going to be talking with Tim and Pam McConville, and our focus is going to be on the Napoli's earthquake, what we can do to help, and what we've done when we were there. So, I would like to welcome... Tim McConville. Hello, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Bonnie. You're welcome. So glad you're here. Uh, I know that you and Pam and Ingrida yes. have recently came back from Kathmandu just getting out by the tail by your tail feathers. Is that correct? Yeah, we had about five days. We went back to, through Sweden on the way back. And we found out about the quake when we were in the air between Sweden and the States. So we had a little time before, but it was uh, pretty stunning to, to, to hear that news and uh, try to figure out what had happened. And it's, it's still kind of sad just to think about all the friends we know and the devastation and how they're struggling. Yes, we, um, as we watched the news with the earthquake, we saw a lot of places that we had visited while we were in Kathmandu. So that was heartbreaking. Yes, because you were there, what, five or six years ago, was it? About that, uh-huh. Yeah. And, and too, we were looking at some of our pictures when we got back, and there was buildings we were in the week before that, uh, you know, and now in the newsreels, there are piles of rubble. So it's I know. Kind of shocking. Yes, and to see those people struggling with doing with going through that and digging out with their hands is like, oh my goodness, heartbreaking as you say. It is, and it's going to be so hard for them. It's it's one thing here we have a lot of infrastructure and a lot of facilities, and, but those people uh, don't have a lot of infrastructure and more primitive tools and. On a good day, there's power a third of the time, and so it's just it's going to be much much harder for them. Yes, uh, and this earthquake was a seven point eight, if that's what I read. I think something like that. Yeah, which is eight times stronger than the one they had in Haiti, and it's like whoa, because 
you know, I'm not sure. I'm no scientist, so I don't know how the rhythm works, but I know that it was eight times. Yeah, and I think it depends where you are, how bad things shake, and what, what your things were made out of. Well, if Aparna said to me that she was on the third floor taking a class, and the next thing she knew, she was in the garden. So she fell three floors. You know. yeah, I would like to know exactly how all that happens. I think she had some help. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the angels were watching over her, don't you? <laughs> kind of what I think happened, yeah. Yes. She's an amazing woman. Oh, to be oh. sure. And if you could explain a partner in a couple of words, what words would you use? The, I, I think of her as this amazing dynamo um, and a huge heart and very compassionate. She really, when you look at how she operates, the really everything she does is for the humanity and her people. So she has a nursing background and she uses that. Um, she's connected with all sorts of different um, nonprofits and government agencies, but she's been spending basically all of her time. She gives away her time, and she's being paid for very little. She does a lot of women's education, women's rights. Uh, she does the healing work. She's taught uh, many people. She doesn't charge for any of her classes. Uh, she's um, she's amazing. Indeed, she is. Uh, I I call her a fireball because whatever she decides to do, she seems to get done. Yes, things just manifest, as we say. And there was many things like that when we were there. We had, I went there, um, my, the primary goal was to teach a class, the fourth level class, which had not been taught in the country before. And so that happened, which was um, lots of good lessons in flexibility with that. But many other things were planned by Aparna. Most of those shifted into something different, and on the spur of the moment, things happened um, in amazing ways. And, and whatever she wanted, they, they basically appeared. Kind of, so it, it that's was true. Fun to be with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am dealing. Or when Aparna was here and visited with us, we went down to Project Cure. C U R E. Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that one, no. Well, it's a huge, big warehouse here in Houston full of medical supplies. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, I've heard of it then. Yeah. Yes. And um, my niece, who's involved with that, said that there is um, a container ship going to Nepal. And uh, haven't worked out all the details yet, but I do know that if people are willing to go back in, Project Cure will send a suitcase. Now, you know, you can, and it's full of medical supplies. And that's the best way to get it in right now, I guess. And carry it. Yeah, carry it in. Uh So if you know anybody who's interested in carrying in a suitcase of medical supplies, let me know and I'll Put them in charge, you know, right? Hook them up with who they need to be with. Yeah, hopefully one of our listeners can do that. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, we go out to about 1,000, 1,500 people as we're talking here. So somewhere there's somebody who can take some supplies to Aparna. I personally, I can't do it this year, but, and you've already been. Yeah, it'll probably be a little while before I'm back. When do you plan to go back? The depends on um, what happens. The I was thinking probably a year and a half, maybe. The so I just taught a fourth level class, and the fifth level class usually takes about a year or more for students to get ready for it. And so it depends on how the students progress. I foresee that this. Uh, Earthquake may push everything back a little bit because people are busy trying to rebuild and probably won't be spending time doing their homework for the class. <laughs> I'm sure. But we'll see how, how it all plays out. Yeah. Well, when, when we were working on Aparna's certification, what happened was they had some sort of a uprising and she lost all her paperwork and had to start over from scratch. Oh, so, yes. But we we managed to get that certification done, so that was great. Um, you know, the foundation, our worldwide Healing Touch Worldwide Foundation, is gathering funds to send to Aparna. So you were aware of that, were you not? I am, and I've already given some. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a great way to go. And I believe that they're being routed through in a way that uh, they can be more directly used by Aparna. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, we she didn't... And her, her, one of her sons is a, um, about to finish medical school. So he he's just needs to take his final exams, and he would be a doctor. And that's the one that's in Kathmandu, is it not? Uh, yes. So I think currently he's in Nagakort, um, and he's been working with the partner nonstop ever since the quake, um, helping. They're doing health camps. I talked to a partner yesterday, and they were trying to organize a health camp for, I think, 100 people. They were going to be doing some medical work as well as the healing touch work. Uh, and Good. I know Sandeep has been, um, her son has been very active with that. He's used up all his own money to buy medical supplies and whatever they need. And so some of this funding, and there's, he, there's a website that also connects with him to help fund his efforts, basically just to buy supplies for these people. So and Ian that, Aparna and a lot of the level four students from the class are doing a lot of just selfless work helping all the survivors. It's it's amazing, you know, amazing people loving one another, helping one another, and I and, just hope. No, I don't. I pray that they'll be able to get back on their feet. And not be like Haiti, which is still struggling. Oh, you know? I, I hope so too. I think there's the, they have a, a government that doesn't function very well, so I think there will be issues that way. That's part of the reason I like funneling money through the 
routes that we're going is that it keeps it out of the red tape and the bureaucracy, and it's it's going right to people on the ground who can use the money as they see wisely. And just from everything I know of Aparna, that that you know that uh, she would give everything she owns to these people. Yes, that's true. Already, uh, do you know? Do you happen to know a Parna Street address? Um, I think I can get that from. Um, I could have Pam look it up for me. Okay, because that's holding up our sending the money to her, because the bank says we've got to have her street address, and it's like we've got a, a post office box. But not a street address. Oh, when we when we applied for visa, I had to get that, and so I I think we have it here somewhere. I'm going to have Pam see if she can uh, wrestle. See if that she up. can. Okay, um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Okay. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about healing touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Do you know about Reiki? This method of healing can complement Western medicine as well as other alternative practices. Besides healing, it can have the additional effect of making you feel more positive about yourself and the world around you. By tuning into For the Love of Reiki with host Paula Vale, you'll find how Reiki can improve your health, bring balance into your life, and fill you with joy. For the Love of Reiki is broadcast live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, this is Dr. Bonnie Morrow, and welcome back to Transformational Healing. Today, our guest is Tim and Pam McConville. They live in Minnesota, I believe, and they have just returned from Kathmandu and and visiting with Aparna. Her name is Aparna Bahatu, so we'll introduce you to her that way. All righty, are you there, Mr. Tim? Uh, hello, I'm back. So, Good. Uh, on this segment, I wanted to, to cover a few of the uh, activities that we did there. 
it was a rather amazing trip, uh, as I said in the last segment. I, I did teach a class, but some, some of the, the other highlights are, are it's sort of fascinating to see how much more open the Nepalese people are to to this work and the way things opened us for uh, opened us up for us. I, th- I think everything was was guided in the way I, I view it as I, I'm just one of the tools and things just fell into place with Aparna and she was she would use us as tools to, to help broaden and open more doors. One of the, the things that happened on the second day we were there, uh, we thought we were going to be taking it easy, just acclimating a little bit and getting used to the time shift. Uh, we got a call from um, a very high-ranking um, political operative that uh, used to be uh, in the government and one of the leaders of one of the parties there. I'm going to be obscure on the names and, and the exact parties just to protect their identity. But um, they called in, so we went over and visited them and ended up doing a treatment on them the next day. And I ended up meeting um, members of the like leaders of parliament and some of the, the top government leaders. Um, and there was a shift in some political activity that um, came out of, I think, a softening of the heart. So it's interesting to see how just working with the right people at a high level, it can actually shift everything in the country. Wonderful. Wonderful. You do good work, Tim. Well, it wasn't my work. I was just being a tool. I I know, but uh, you get to take credit for it. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. So, but but it, it was fascinating to watch that happen. And then uh, other things we did, uh, we ended up teaching three other introduction classes. Um, only one, We had multiple ones planned. Uh, of the three that happened, only one of those was actually planned in advance. Some of the other things changed, and as things in Nepal always change kind of by the minute. Uh, one of the class, we ended up teaching over 100 people, and one of them was a, a class up in Pokhara, which is uh, kind of a tourist destination. It's up by the Annapurna uh, Mountains, and a lot of trekking goes on up that area. So a lot of tourism. But uh, in that class, there was 60 people, including the lower, the mayor of the local um, region and a number of other influential people. The, the mayor, after the class, the mayor was raving about um, just the techniques we taught him took away his headache and he was off to tell his family and friends and, and so he, he went on and on and of course I didn't uh, understand very much of what he said but I, we were told afterwards that, that he, he was really applauding what was happening and, and sounds like a great supporter another interesting thing that came out of that class is that one of the attendees uh, runs an operation that's um, a community based rehabilitation Center and um, I can't remember exactly how many, but I, I think it's 1,300 or more disadvantaged children. It's primarily children that they work with that have disabilities, and they work with these children in the surrounding areas. Um, some of them, they build wheelchairs and they basically work on rehabilitation with spinal injuries and other injuries with the children. And they, that person was quite impressed. And they've now scheduled classes to train all of their people in healing touch and really look at 
using Healing Touch as, as a, a, a new way to expand uh, their outreach and how they work. So that was exciting. As well as there's a, quite a bit of interest from people for that class in, in that area. You know, when we went to Romania to teach, we taught the children, the children that were there that were disadvantaged. And it's um, it's very rewarding work. It is. And one of the times was at Norford, and I'll, I'll let Pam talk about that in the next segment. The, uh, I'll skip over that, save it for her. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, another one that, that um, we went did the class, which was rather spontaneous, is um, we just happened to run into this fellow that was, um, w- our hotel was near um, one of Aparna's sons, Rajendra, and uh, so a fellow that wanted to meet him uh, stopped by our hotel because rumor was that Rajendra was going to come in to our hotel that evening. So he stopped by, and, and of course, uh, Rajendra was busy with his project and it never did come. But we spent an hour or so talking with the fellow, and he got quite interested in what we were doing, and he was supposed to go trekking the next day, but um, something happened to his foot, so he couldn't go. And he called us and said, how about if you do an introduction for us? And so spontaneously, we scheduled this class. Well, this fellow operates uh, two colleges, so he arranged um, a class with a couple of the professors from the college himself, the wives, and couple of the students. And so we had this impromptu three-hour class where we taught various healing um, self-care techniques and worked with the students as well as the professors and their wives. That was fascinating. So again, uh, uh, I'll reach into an area that we wouldn't have have guessed that we would uh, get into. And, And so there's a possibility also that these colleges then could start incorporating more healing activities. Great. What techniques did you share with them? We showed them the um, the self mind clearing as well as um, ultrasound and hands in motion, hands still. Uh huh. The basics, the very basics, but that's the very what they basic needed. Techniques, yeah, and yes. and a chance to uh, experiment with those, and, and so the, the again the feedback was um, quite good, and everyone seemed by it, except some of the students. They had, uh, uh, the, the students that were there uh, really struggled to get out of their science mind. It was interesting, the adults um, much more readily um, grasped it and were able to embrace it, where the students had, uh, struggled um, to, to let go of that science mind part. <laughs> that's, that's not easy to do. Are you a scientist, Tim? I am. I, I spent years um, before I started doing the healing work as an environmental engineer, and so I know all about <laughs> the science mind and its desire to want to know everything. And, so. Yeah, my husband is a uh, doctor of chemistry, and he too, in the beginning, wanted to know. Well, how does it work, and why can't I see it, and you know that kind of thing. But he's on board now, which I'm yeah, happy I, with. Yeah, I was lucky early in um, my training that I uh, had an incident where a brother-in-law of mine was in a serious motorcycle accident and was in a coma for a long time. I would go over to the hospital and meditate with him, and, and he was in ICU, and 
course, hooked up to all these monitors. And it was a, a, actually a wonderful way to quiet my science mind because I could actually see the impact. So he was unconscious and, and unaware, theoretically, of what I was doing, but, but it would show up on all the monitors and the numbers. And, and so that was uh, a good way to so, convince my science mind that this stuff is real. Yes, this stuff is real. And um, how is he today? He actually, uh, well, he's dead now. So he, oh, but, uh, sorry. He, he, lived, he, he, he lived for quite a while. He recovered far more than um, expected. But uh, so this was probably 20 years ago, and then uh, he died a few years back. Oh, okay. But your work helped him when it was critical. Yes, yes. And he, uh, he had um, serious brain injuries, but was able to go back to work. And, and I think he broke 70 bones in his body, but he was... He was able to walk and function. Yeah, it's pretty amazing recovery, actually. You know, my son just two weeks ago had a motorcycle accident, and I said to him, well, I'll come and see you, but do you think you can stand the lecture? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he says, bring it on, Mom. <laughs> um, but he's, he's doing okay. He's healing. So, but I am not a fan of motorcycles. No. But, you know, that's, that's not my concern. Yeah. People have to do what they want to do. Okay, Tim, before we go to uh, your wife, Pam, and your guest, Ingrida, is there anything you would like our listeners to know? About Aparna, about Nepal, about Kathmandu. Well, I I think the um, just the the current state is, is um, Aparna. Um, you know, she she just is endlessly pouring out her energy to to help everyone. Um, in talking to her, she's definitely getting tired. This is this is hard work. The the, the amount of helping she's doing, but she's working tirelessly to. Um, help everyone the there's so many people she says right now the biggest problem um they're starting to get beyond some of the you know acute health issues but the um that all these people don't have places to go so even though you know they they we've re- been repairing the bodies to some extent they uh you can't send them home because there is no home and uh, whole areas have been wiped out uh, when the last time we visited there, um, we had the chance to walk with Aparna to this rural hospital that served 10,000 people up in the hills, and we stayed overnight at the hospital. That whole town, there's a whole village that was next to the hospital. Everything is gone. The hospital's gone. Every house in the village is gone. Wow. Is, that was where the epicenter of the earthquake was? It's near there. I think it's in it's in the district where the highest um, casualty rates were. I think um, can't remember the name of that district. I probably couldn't pronounce it anyway. If we said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but where think, where is Aparna's clinic? Is it in Pokhara? Uh, no, it's um, it's near Nagacourt. We walked from Nagacourt um, to it, so it's probably within about fifteen miles, kind of winding through the hills. Uh, I would say it's um, probably maybe 25 miles in three hours <laughs> um, 
to the to for the, Americans. <laughs> yeah, to the north and slightly east of uh, Kathmandu. So it's up and, in the hills on a ridge about eight thousand feet high. Kathmandu is about four thousand feet high. And did she? Um, is, how's her clinic? You know, is it okay or was it destroyed? The one she's got a, a clinic next to her house. So her her in Kathmandu she has a house and then she has an office clinic right there. Her house was unfazed, but the the clinic building adjacent to it has some cracks in it. Um, and then she has rental space. There's a bank and a mattress um, production facility down below. Those businesses are still operating. So her facilities they're open, but it's it's got cracks in it and structural damage. Well, she said that she, her house was still standing, but she was afraid to go to it, for afraid it would, you know, have another tremor and fall down. I think everyone was afraid of the aftershocks, and I think yes. those have settled down now, from what I understand. Good. She has a house up in Naga Court. That house survived, but um, one of the buildings on the property, which her son was staying in and, and some other renters were going to be in, that is pretty damaged as well. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tim, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, and then we'll put Pam on. Okay. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, this is Dr. Bonnie Morrow, and welcome back. I'm so glad you came, and this subject today is so close to my heart with Aparna and Nepal. 
Uh, Norma and I were in Nepal, and I taught some classes for Aparna. It's, it was interesting, my experience, and I don't know if Tim's experience was such, but they start a little bit late, and then you get started, and it's time for tea, and you get started again, and it's time for lunch. And Did you experience that, Tim? Oh, a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of being flexible with time. Yeah, they come late, and then the first thing on the agenda is to negotiate leaving early. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But it flows into the, the story. Um, now I'm going to give it to Pam in just a minute. But the, uh, in Nepal, everything happens very fluidly, and as well as being late, things happen at, on a moment's notice and shift. Um, and one of the things when we had just got back from Pokhara that happened is we had scheduled a class for 50 people. There was going to be an introduction, and Parna had 50 people lined up. It was a lot of uh, women's rights groups and some other people that I think a lot of them were government employees. And this was uh, supposed to be a big class. And then the day before it was held, just as we came back from Pokhara, we saw on the news that a five-time prime minister had died. So the day following is when they cremate, and that became a national holiday. And so suddenly our class dwindled from 50 people down to 15 and then down to two and then suddenly disappeared, all within the, about an hour's time when we had, um, it disappeared. We had a taxi that was coming to pick us up, um, the taxi didn't get canceled because a phone call was made and suddenly, at the same time, on a totally different side of town, there was arranged another class. And I'm going to let Pam tell you about that. Okay. All righty. Hello, this is Pam. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so to so, pick up where Tim left off, um, we used the same taxi to go to this um, orphanage to hold um, an introduction class there. Um, And it was 35 children and um, about eight seniors that this woman had also um, taken in off the streets to provide them a home. And um, I don't know if it was my profound love to be with children, um, but this was a very powerful experience for both Ingrida and I and Tim. Um, And... uh, the children were so receptive and joyful, and it was just wonderful. And right before we left, I was uh, watching. Well, I'm sure she was about eight years old. She was trying to get the little one um, that was a year just turned a year old, and um, this woman had found this this baby in the trash. Um, she was uh, three months old. So this eight-year-old was um, trying to get her to go to sleep using hands in motion. It was just delightful to see. (laughs) It didn't work, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) There's too much excitement going on. (laughs) Being being a mother, you you know that your children don't always do what you would like for them to do. That's true. For instance, go to sleep. So how many children were at the orphanage? There were 35. Wow. Yeah. And each we, um, each one of us worked, and every one of them received a, a treatment, as, uh, also the seniors, too. 
And the other thing that is amazing about Aparna, because um, this all took place like within an hour that this change of venue, she put a call out there to her level four students and that, uh, that we're going to be on the other side of town now at a different place and, and one of her students showed up. It, it's just amazing to me. These miracles keep happening over and over again. And and you know miracles happen when a partner's around. I I witnessed that over and over again. She is just an amazing woman. Yes, yes, I agree. And we we the foundation has set up a an opportunity for people to donate to Aparna and to Nepal, and that is Healing Touch Worldwide Foundation. And then when you get there, you touch the donate button. And we would appreciate every penny that people donate. It will be going directly to Aparna as soon as I get her street address from you. <laughs> Bam. It didn't come through yet, huh? Oh, I'm I'm on my my other. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I'm not on my my computer right at the okay. moment. So tell us about some more about the kids. Um, you know, I I'm not sure that many of them understood English, so uh, Aparna translated um, everything. And um, you know, when we're when I was working with with them, and I was looking in their eyes, you could tell that they were they were understanding what was happening. You know, that I mean, they were just so open and and just just received um it was it was a blessing to be there with them great great i'm glad that you were able to go and your friend ingrida went with you you're a certified healing touch practitioner are you not yes um we both are we uh supported each other through the whole process and um when she ingrida heard that we were going to nepal it was one of her life long dreams to go and and uh she asked if she could join us, so it was delightful for the three Good. to be together in that country. Good. So that was on her, on Ingrid's Ingrida mm-hmm. bucket list? Yes. Is she there? Yes, she is. I'll put her right on. Okay. Hello, this is Ingrida. Hi, Ingrida. How are you today? Oh, I'm just... Just great, and my, I have to say that I'm reliving this whole wonderful, wonderful experiences as I'm standing here with both Tim and Pam, and I'm feeling just so incredibly honored that that I had this life-changing opportunity. It is life-changing, isn't it, Ingrida? It it truly is. It truly yes. is. So and as what Pam was mentioned? Oh, I'm sorry. What was the highlight for you? For me, I guess I I joined Pam in feeling that the the introductory class at the orphanage the the was was the most powerful experience for me. Um, I joined her in marveling at 
the openness and receptivity of these little children, you know, having a, a little two-foot-high person march right up to me and put his hands out and close his eyes and just be ready to receive um, just touched me to the depth of my being. And the other thing was was the just the love that that flowed there. You know, these are thirty five children and the five or six adults and the the founder and a couple of teachers who are all living in this little makeshift metal building together. Um, circumstances that we, I think, in this country can't even imagine. But what stood out the most was these little children taking care of each other, helping each other, um, the, just the immense amount of love that was present there. That that will stay with me forever. Uh-huh. I, I'm glad that you were able to experience that, Ingrid. Oh, that's, that's good. I am, too. I am so humbled and grateful by this experience. It is humbling, isn't it? It truly is. It truly is. It shows us, I think it shows us what life really is supposed to be all about. I think probably you're right. And, you know, we have so many gifts. Life is pretty easy for us compared to somebody living in Nepal. Yes, yes, especially now. Now. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else, Ingrid, that you would like our listeners to know today about about you, about Nepal? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have to say that, that my journey with Healing Touch has, has been profoundly life-changing and transformative. I... Ten years ago, I would have never dreamed that I would be where I am now, and it has pretty much turned my life upside down in a very, very wonderful, wonderful way. Um, Nepal showed me how the importance of, of giving and how much we can offer each other in the world. And I'm, I'm truly hoping that, that people will open their hearts and, and help these wonderful, wonderful people. Um, you know, Aparna and, and her son Sandeep are truly heroes in my book. Um, and I'm sure that there are are thousands of people out there who are unsung heroes who are helping each other. And any way that 
we can help them, um, I think would would just be a blessing to ourselves. That's true. That's true. It all comes back, doesn't it? It certainly does. (laughs) Okay, and Greta, we need to go to break. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, this is Dr. Bonnie Morrow, and you have reached Transformational Healing. We're glad that you're with us today. Today we're talking about many things, but the the devastating earthquake in Nepal and our friend Aparna Bahatu, who is struggling there. She, she lives there. She does healing touch there. She's just a human dynamo. She, and she is in the process of gathering supplies, um, and and food and water for the people that are devastated. She survived. Thank you, God. And today we have uh, Tim and Pam McConville, and we also have Ingrida Canscan. I hope I pronounced that right. Canscan McLaughlin. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Where is Ingrida from? She um, lives in Minnesota area. She's uh, actually a Latvian. Ah. But she's been in Minnesota for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I could hear from her accent that she was from somewhere outside the U.S. But she gave a heartfelt 
report on on the orphanage. Both she and Pam did. Okay, well, we're about to come to an end of our time together. And Tim, can you just reiterate reiterate what you've said to us today? Well, I just want to circle back to the um, idea of um, getting funds to Aparna. So Aparna is this wonderful dynamo that uh, she has built health clinics. She is out there today. She's working in health camps, and she's working night and day tirelessly to basically give everything she has to these people. And she is very close to the people that need it. She's working with them day to day. And she knows what they need, and anything we give her will go directly to the people in ways they need it most. I think we've all seen stories where things are lost in the bureaucracy there. I think anything that we direct to Aparna will go directly and more immediately to the places it needs to go. So I I really think it's a a great idea to funnel uh, relief funds through that channel. I know there's many ways to give. I think this is a great one. Thank you. Uh, yes, there are many ways to give, and some of them, uh, and I don't know all of the intricacies of how they work, but don't the recipient doesn't get all the funds. No, there's always overhead in all these organizations, but um, there will be no overhead with a part of it. <laughs> that, that's right. That is She's so lucky right they have indeed. a roof overhead. <laughs> And she probably and she's doesn't. Working with some of the other the students from the classes, um, I got emails from some of them, and their houses are broken. They're living in tents in the street, but they're out there working with the people. They're just even though their houses are broken, they're they're not taking the time to fix it. They're out there helping people. Yes, uh, were you able to see Mount McKinley? Mount McKinley. Oh my! I went back to Alaska real quickly, didn't I? Uh, Mount Everest. No, not this trip. We saw a glimpse of it on the last trip. There's a place up in Nagakort where you have to go up on the next ridge line, and you can see it. It's about a hundred miles away. Uh, we were up by Annapurna, or Annapurna, and that's over eight thousand meters. So it's one of the not quite as high as uh, Everest, but uh, some of the highest in the Himalayas. Yeah. We did see that, those. Good. Good. But I haven't heard much about the, the, the trekkers up there. Have you? Um, there's a lot of reports that they don't know what the story is. Um, they, they, I don't think they know how many people are long, gone. Oh, dear. And that probably speaks true, too, of... Kathmandu. There will probably be bodies dug up for quite a while. Yeah, I would think so. I was looking at a report today with um, there was some satellite imagery of a, a landslide in one of the areas that's popular with trekking. And there's this little village that has 50 hotels and tea houses. And there's left now one building standing in the town. So they're saying, I think, like 120 or 30 a dad there. But with 50 hotels, there's, you know that there's way more than that. That's, gone. that's right. Yeah. That is entirely true. Well, let me give you the uh, address where you can donate to Aparna. It's HTW Foundation. That's Healing Touch Worldwide Foundation. But use the initials HTW. 
W spell out foundation dot org and when you get on that uh, website there's a button that says donate and I think it says donate to Aparna or Nepalese donation something like that you'll know when you get there and please give uh, whatever you can and don't think that any amount is too small because uh, it's not whatever and think about please think about what you have today and how much farther that money goes in Nepal because things just aren't available to them like they are to us and Tim, do you have any last words? No, other than um, immense gratitude for this opportunity to serve and be there and work with Aparna and the people. So it, it was a wonderful chance to get to know the Nepalese a little bit better. So it's, it was, they're wonderful people, and uh, it's uh, heart-sickening to see the tragedy here. Yes, it is. All righty, well, farewell to Pam and Ingrida and to you, Tim. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Uh-huh. Thank bye-bye. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow is broadcast live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.